welcome to Metapod. This is Meta180's podcast series. My name is Constance, your host, and tune in for another session. Faith, thank you so much for joining us today on this interview. Uh, why don't you go ahead and tell me a little bit about yourself? Hi, I'm Faith, but you already know that. Um, I'm 20 years old and I go to college in Florida. It's hot. Um, I'm a psychology major and, uh, and I'm minoring in criminal justice. And my goal is to have no person, well, that's a little extreme, <laughs> to have people that have a better understanding of what mental health is. Because I think in general, people don't have an understanding of what mental health is and have people know that there's a safe place for people to struggle with mental health. Thank you. That's, that's amazing. So when we look at mental health, you know, we used to categorize it as mental illness. Now, even that word shift is, is so important. Tell me a little bit about how in school and and how you represent mental health and how that's just a little bit of a shift from defining it as an illness well the way um the way so my the way my school looks at it and the way i look at it is you have mental illness which is like off the top of my head it's like bipolar and you know illnesses so like any illness that you, like adhd is considered a mental illness because it's something that impairs your brain, that impairs your brain from thinking the way it, the way that it's supposed to think. But then there's mental health, which is the well-being of your brain. So it's like a concussion. You get a concussion, your your mental health is now at stake because you have gotten a concussion, and that can that that can affect your brain, your brain's well-being. But anything from, anything from the wellness scale, so one to 10 of how your brain and your mental health is doing can affect, it, it can affect people differently. That's great. That's a great explanation. So Faith, we started working together a couple of years ago and you were just coming out of high school. So tell me a little bit about your, you know, your journey coming out of high school and, and starting college. And then boy, oh boy, we were hit with this pandemic and those challenges. Yeah. Of working and uh, of, of doing your, your work, your schoolwork at home. So talk to me a little bit about the past couple of years. So I got out of high school in 2019, 20, 2019, and I, you know how everybody just like hates high school. It's like, I, I haven't <laughs> met a person where it's like, high school was the best time in my life. I love high school. It just wasn't like, I haven't met a person like that. But for high school for me, it was, I could say it was traumatic. I'll tell you that it was traumatic. And I got out and it was like, okay, now we're starting, you're starting your second phase of life. You're going to college and it's, that's how it's going to be. So I got out of, I got out of high school in 2019 and I went to the school that I'm at now, Beacon College. And when I came here, I was like, 
not I'm so used to kind of like the New York mentality like there's the like you're hustling and bustling and you keep to your tra- you keep to yourself and it's very like it's very like systematic I came here and it was like everybody cared so much about your my mental health and it was like it was like what like what's happening because that's what it it just wasn't like that and so I originally what I originally wanted to do with my life was I wanted to be a writer um and I got it and they didn't have that major here so I was like crap I gotta I gotta um scramble for what I want to do and I then I found psychology and I just I like fell in love with psychology I started to get help I started to see you and I saw um I got a talk therapy every week um and I see a psychologist here too because everyone here when you come in and as as a mess as mess as I was you're required to see a therapist every other month um and they have psychology they have therapists here um so I see a therapist here and I see a therapist out of school and it was just, it was hard coming in here and then the pandemic hit and the pandemic for a lot of people was like kind of like it was like oh shit this is happening like there's a global pan- and it actually did a lot of stuff for me that was good in a sense it was like I had to spend a t- whole lot of time with people that I'd rather not spend a whole lot of time with um and so it just it kind of like it kind of taught me a lot of life lessons that I didn't know I needed to learn. Mm, wow. Like, I didn't know that I needed to learn that traumatic, traumatic events affect other people differently. And before I went into the pandemic and before I came to the school, it was like, my, my the way my traumatic events affect me is all that matters because I'm the only one who went through it. So why sh- should I worry about how it affects my dad, per se? Because my dad didn't go through it. So why mm-hmm. should I care? Why should I care how it affects my dad? Because my uh, like, but it, my 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 dad is to my dad. He's my daughter. Whoever hurts. Him. Whoever hurts me is like, it's like, whatever. But I, then I, and now I'm back, I'm back at my school because we, we, we're doing it here in uh, Corona times and it's literally, it's not any different than it, than it was other than I have my best friend here and stuff like that, but I don't know. The, the pandemic was good for me, I guess. So sometimes we have to sit in that mud, so to speak, and be with within ourselves and be in this quiet time to really learn more about ourselves. And I think maybe that was the opportunity for you during the pandemic. Well, I think I've always, like, I've always as we've discussed in the past, I've always been intuitive. Like I've always just like known about other people, but I never really like, 
four sons knew about myself. Like, it was never, like, I never took the, the time to, like, pay attention to myself. So I, I was always, like, paying attention to other people. Like, it was always, like, I was being intuitive to other people, and I was being in tune with other people's thoughts, and I wasn't being in tune with my thoughts until I went to the pandemic, and I sat down, and all of a sudden, I was, like, being in tune with my thoughts, and I was being in tune with everyone else's thoughts. So it was like, in my mind, in an, an intuitive mind, it was like, whoa, it was like, it was like almost like I was reading these people's minds. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk a little bit about that, Faith. When you and I started working a couple of years back, we, you know, it, just in our initial conversations, you shared with me that you always had this sixth sense this intuition, this understanding of when things were going to happen and, um, you know, certainly a connection with maybe that, you know, so, so to speak, fourth dimension, um, that outside of this world, so to speak, connection. Um, and then, you know, we sort of fine tune that a little bit. So tell me a little bit about your history, even growing up, you know, communication with, let's say, you know, spirits? So that's an interesting question because growing up, um, like it was, I was always like, so I come from a huge family. Um, my mom, I have four siblings and my mom has like 10 siblings and I have 28 first cousins. Um, so growing up, I'd always go to like family functions and there'd always just be, people there like it was always there and you always had to socialize with those people the thing was I wasn't a very social like I wasn't a very social four-year-old like I it wasn't but it's not how I was but then going to those functions and being immersed in people who just would talk to you literally you'd sit down and just talk to you you began to talk to them because when you're immersed in that search type of situation situation it kind of like it come becomes firsthand to you so growing up I was always like talked when I had to talk and then didn't talk when I didn't have to talk and as it got older as I got older I just got became more in my shell and I became this like very out there person like I was very out there and I could talk to literally anyone because of my because of my parents uh, like because of my parents and if you meet my parents my parents are two of the most social people I think I've ever met and then I went to boarding school and it wasn't until I went to boarding school and my grandfather died and I remember I had a, I had a dream two nights before my grandpa died that he was in the house and this is no joke <laughs> I was in the hospital he was in the hospital and he had some type of stomach pain and he did, and then he died. And then I woke up the next morning and my dad came to get me and bring me down to his funeral. And that whole time I was thinking, I was like, I didn't really pay attention to it. It was like, like a six, like I was like, what? And so time went by and then my grandma passed away. Not like even like, maybe like in four months. And I had this same, like the same type of gene um 
and I was like, okay, one time it's like, okay, it's like, you're not special. And then the next time it's like, whoa, like this is actually happening. And I was like, and I started researching about it. I did whatever 18 year old does. And I went on Google about it. And it was like, you may have a sixth sense. And so everything that I had been thinking about when I was a kid, everything that I like, like that I had just been an intuitive person, it like came to fruition for me. It was like, oh, so everything that I was thinking of when I was a kid, it's like now because it took six cents take a little bit to like come to fruition and it came to fruition and I was like, oh, I could actually use this. Like I could mm-hmm. use it as a strength. And then I came, uh, came to the college that I was at and then I'm at and people were like, you're just so, like, you, like you walk into a room and you can automatically sense the feeling in the room. And I was, and I was telling all these people this and like five different, five people were like, yeah, that's exactly how I felt my whole life. And it's, and I have now come to find out that when you have a deficit, so like anyone at this school have a deficit like ADHD or like feeling or like any, any deficit you can think of, your brain psychologically makes other parts of it stronger so in my case it um i lack in like idiot i have severe adhd obviously uh and it so all that it was lacking in that and it made my intuitive levels if that's a thing made it go up mm-hmm. and so I'm, yeah. just an, I'm like an i'm an extra intuitive person i guess yeah and and I love the fact that you say that you can you can see the value in it and it's awesome it's like the bit it's I love having the skill yeah yeah absolutely absolutely so that's 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 an important part to all this I think we all have it in within us but it's a matter of understanding the value of it and how to use it to your advantage so that is awesome don't know if I agree with that oh okay I think some people um and this is something I've only come to fruition for in like last year I think some people just I think we all have an ability to feel the way that I've come to a conclusion that I feel. But I think some people lack that ability and don't want to say that don't don't want to think that they have that ability and don't use that ability and like any other ability then it gets lost. Because if you don't use the ability, it's gonna get lost. Sure. Yeah, it's developing it. It's developing it and seeing the value in it, or it's going to get lost. I I think that's a great way of putting it. Sure, sure. So Faith, tell me a little bit about uh, the physical work that we've done. So when you and I first started, we we started an exercise regimen and um, and we've seen, you know, some some differences in terms of your health and wellness. 
Um, talk to me a little bit about that. And then also, I understand, you know, some challenges that, that you know, kind of come into play with, uh, with your CP. So I have something that you just mentioned. It's called cerebral palsy. Um, I was born with it. Uh, I've always had it my whole life because my mom had a virus when I was little, which forced me out early and which forced my foot to not work. Um, I've always like looked at, I've always looked like I was normal. It was like always like, that's how I was brought up. It was like always that I was like um, normal, but the short term version of it is that I can't, um, I have a hard time walking. I fall over the place. I'm very clumsy. <laughs> I injure myself like every other day. Um, and I just like doing normal day stuff and normal, normal stuff that other people take for granted is harder for me than it would be for the normal person. I come to figure out nobody, nobody is normal. Mm -hmm. If you think you're normal, then I'm sorry, kiddo, you need to get a reality check. Um, when I first started working with you, I was mentally and physically, I wasn't, I wasn't in the right place. I wanted, uh, quite frankly, I, I can say from my bottom of my heart, I wanted to physically and mentally die. Like it was, uh, and then I started working with you and I think having two people who are naturally very intuitive work, work together. It's always just like, you were here, you were here and I was here. And every time I worked with you, it was like, and just to clarify the the hands, because I know we're just doing this uh, by voice, so your your hands are apart. <laughs> yeah, I was on a level. I was on a level of intuitive, and you were on a whole nother level of intuitive. To in a sense that I was like, when I first met you, I was like, who is this crazy lady? Like, who is yeah. this? Who is this lady that my mother set me up with? And I'm being to see that is like who like the plant lady from Harry Potter. I was, like, I was like, who is this lady? Because I wasn't at the level of like, now I'm sure some people see me and it's like, who is this girl? Like, who is this lady? Um, and so when I first met you, I was like, who's this crazy lady? Like, um, and then we started talking and a lot of the same, we shared a lot of the same life experiences. And mm -hmm. it's very, uh, it's very few that I will meet somebody and I'll be like, yeah, I've always just had like this intuitive, this and in, been in tune with this like sense of being that meant not many, like I've always had a different letter level. I've always had a greater sense of being. And when I when I say sense of being, it's like we all have something to live for. But I I can I can tell you from my experiences that as I'm growing older, I have a greater sense of being in the set that I just want to help every person that I come across. Every person that struggles, I just want to help you. Like I like my heart goes out to you and I literally just want to fix you. Now that as we know have been my downfall and my strength at the same time because every time mm -hmm. I see somebody who's injured I like need to help them um when we started working together it was like wow um and then you have me doing stuff like running and jumping jacks and I fought you towards 
with her now because who likes doing jumping jacks and running and except when you got me in the pool you I would never fight you when I got in the pool and we started doing stuff like running jumping running all the stuff that, that a physical trainer would do but the thing that I think differentiates you from a physical trainer to a like a therapy like a therapy is you could I you could care less about yes you want us to get healthy yes you want your clients to get healthy but it, I think it's more uh you want everyone to be on the level that you are because you you've seen the level of healing that you've gone through and it's amazing the level of healing you've gone through and you just want everyone want to go through that healing too uh, what I've come to realize now is that some people just are not willing to get that level of healing. You either are planting seeds or you're working with someone that is really ready to grow. And going back to just a couple of things with you, so your cerebral palsy, um, you know, you said that balance is something that you've struggled with. And you've had, you know, it, things don't come, let's say, easy, or they're they're just a little bit more difficult because of the cerebral palsy. And then, as we evolved, you know, it's so interesting to see how, you know, your balance is is so much better that your strength is so much better that you are you almost became this. I'm going to say you became so resilient in, in, you know, physically, emotionally, and energetically, and you're still, still, still on the path as we all are. But I think that that was really one of the shining lights for you. Well, I think, thank you. I think we are, we all are a certain level of resilience. We all like, because humans, as humans, and as we evolutionize, We've all gone through some type of, can I curse on this podcast? We've all gone through some type of shit that makes makes us grow as humans. We've all gone mm-hmm. through some type of stuff that we look at and it's been some type we will, every human on this earth, if they tell you they don't have trauma, they're lying. They, they are yep. lying. And you can look at them in the face and say, you're lying. It's just not true. Because everyone on this planet has gone through something that's changed the way that they think. And and that, by definition, is trauma. Sure. It's changing. Something traumatic happened to you to change the way that you think. Now, for me, let's say, my my CP has changed the way I think. Well, people who say that, I say, well, I've always been that way. My parents, just when I was growing up, it was like, I don't have CP. They didn't even, like, make, it was like, I, I didn't have CP. I was like everybody else. Mm-hmm. And so when you're, when you're taught to be like everybody else, you kind of just become it like everybody It's kind of like you just come, become like everybody else. So I went into public school system and it was like it was like oh but I'm not like everybody else because at the, at, at, in the societies 
version of not being in everybody else's being having ADHD and dyslexia and dysgraphia and all that. I wasn't like everybody else. So now coming from being in the society where everyone, nobody treated me like I was different. And then going into school and being treated like I was different, it was like, it was, it was like, a, it was mind blowing to me. Um, but I st- like, I it still wasn't like, I've always had this ideation that I was never going to be different from what I thought I was. Because you have the idea of what you think you are, and then you have the idea of what other people think you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, perspectives, different perspectives. Yeah, it's different. And so growing up and having different perspectives of like people, and just be, being people, just having people be straight up mean. And it was like, oh, okay, that's good, but F you in a sense. I'm going to go be the best person I can be and <laughs> change the yeah. world. It's like, I love changing the world. But, okay. Yeah. So, in closing, Faith, you know, we certainly talked about trauma. We talked about your education. We talked about your career path, um, your wellness path, and it includes really working physically, emotionally, and energetically all together, which is Meta 180 is really the, you know, the core of all that is um, bringing those bodies together in, in true holistic health and wellness. So where do you think you're going to take this? So where do you see yourself in the next, you know, couple of years? To infinity and beyond. Yay. I mean, that, that Buzz Lightly you said it best. <laughs> There's no stopping me. I love that. I really do. That's amazing. Faith, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. All right. You have a good day. Have a good day.